when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Oh, I think it just hit me that we have to spend 30 minutes with Nicholas Sparks. Do you like Nicholas Sparks? Sparks, right? I mean, like is a strong word. What do you mean, like? What was the book that you liked the most? And by most, I mean... The Nicholas Sparks book that mm-hmm. I liked the most? Um, just in comparison to other Nicholas Sparks books. Well, I mean, we've done two before, maybe, and one, I think, was about some guys renovating a deck, and the other one was about... <laughs> is that a euphemism? <laughs> yes. And the other was about, like, some someone's wife was in the hospital. Oh, I don't even remember them, honestly. I don't know. I hate I hate Nicholas Sparks very much. Do you? Just because he's so remember he's the only author that we hate. We love all of our Wait, authors but why? except why? For... Why I can't remember why we because hate. his books are really bad and he makes trillions <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> That's no reason. Sure it is. Oh man, it's that it's that like his his books are insultingly bad. Mm. Like I feel I don't feel like my intelligence is being insulted when I read one of our usual books. <laughs> Okay. I mean, sometimes I do, but but I feel like Nicholas Sparks thinks he's better than me, and I think he is better than me, or he wouldn't be selling as, as many books as he is. But <laughs> but I basically I'm jealous of Nicholas Sparks. Okay. All right then. I wanna I wanna like you know kiss someone in the rain and then <laughs> die by their side like in the Notebook, and I wanna oh. build a deck with all my buddies, and I don't get to do any of these things. Because I can't afford it because I'm not Nicholas Sparks. And you have no male friends. I can't, yeah, I cannot afford to kiss in the rain. It's very expensive. And per last week, you don't have any male friends you call a peeny. peeny. Okay, should we get into this? Actually, since last week, I made a peeny. <laughs> you made a peeny? Uh-huh. I thought a peeny was your Teacher, penis. Teacher, I made a peeny. I thought it was penis. That's the whole time I was thinking peeny was your penis. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. You, you thought peenie sounded like penis? I, I sure oh, did. Oh, I didn't get that at all. You didn't? Okay, no. you thought you'd make a peenie, like make a peenie in the snow. <laughs> How embarrassing. Matthew made peenie. I, I had an accident. <laughs> all right. True. T-R-U. That's a character in this book. Forget it. Canceled. The show's canceled. <laughs> I'm going to flip the table over. On the morning of September 9th, 1990, True Walls. Oh, True's, True's last name isn't Dat? It's true. Oh true, my God! We true say, walls. Did you just say true, Dad? After we got that. Uh huh. <laughs> no, we can go back to the book a second. True walls. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True lies. True walls. Okay. Stepped outside and. Sur- oh, it's short for like Trudy. We don't know yet. Okay. Is Trudy short for Trudith? Definitely not. Okay. But maybe it's short for. True dad. <laughs> I feel like I just got Rick rolled. <laughs> um, on the morning of September 9th, 1990, True Walls stepped outside and surveyed a morning sky that was the color of fire near the horizon. Mm. The earth was cracked beneath his feet and the air was dry. It hadn't rained in more than two months. Oh, California. Dust clung to his boots as he made his way to the pickup he'd owned for more than 20 years. Oh, this guy, this guy's rugged. Like his footwear. So I'm going to guess that true is not short for Trudy, but we still don't know. We don't really sure. know. Right. Like his footwear, the truck the truck was covered in dust. <laughs> both... truck. <laughs> <laughs> like his footwear, the truck was covered in dust, both inside and out. Truck was covered in dust. A dust. Okay. And that gets us to our game. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> One paragraph in. Oh, so the game is 
what how else are his truck and his footwear alike? Yeah. He, okay. So um, exactly. Like, what else do, do, does this guy's truck and his footwear have in common? <laughs> I'm gonna warn you. All of my answers are dumber than usual. I love the warnings. Okay, so here's an example, and I would like the listeners to know that this example I texted to Matthew, he didn't understand, and so then I had to write like eight lines to explain it. <laughs> oh, which, and I'm glad you stuck with it. Which means that either I'm not funny whatsoever, or he just didn't get it. We're not sure, but we're going we're gonna to go for it anyway. Like his footwear, the truck was covered in confectioner sugar, both inside and out, because when he wasn't a hot alpha cowboy, he dabbled in pas- pastry and homosexuality. Okay. And Matthew was like, I don't get that. <laughs> His footwear was a lot like his truck. He was wearing those shoes with the individual toes, and his truck was a tow truck. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> so fucking dumb. <laughs> that was what immediately jumped to mind, and then the rest are even worse. But I will tell you, I bought those individual toe socks. How did that go for you? Well, I'm using them as liner socks for my walk in Scotland. But, but I'm, I'm not talking about the socks. I'm talking about the shoes. Oh, you said socks. I thought. Uh, no, Can he's wearing those socks? shoes with the oh, individual shoes. toes. My bad. Um, d- no, I would never wear the shoes. Right. No. I there I knew a guy who <laughs> which is means always you. wear you. no no I've never worn those shoes who always wore those shoes until they like cracked open and toes were just Ew. like spilling out Ew. the front. Why are you making his toes sound like breasts? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Toes don't spill out. There's not enough abundance. Did. No, there was a lot of toes. So you said you're like fat shaming his toes. Yeah, you call me. <laughs> Is it my turn? I was just toe shaming them for being toes. Like his footwear, the truck was covered in elephant poop, both inside and out, which is super confusing because he was in East Rutherford, New Jersey at his grandmother's home. Interesting. There's like a whole mystery that lives in that <laughs> one line joke. Like his footwear, the truck had several letters of its brand name scratched out. The truck was a Toyota that had been modified to say yo, and the shoes were Pumas that now just read um, <laughs> damn kids. That's pretty funny. Thanks. That's clever. I thought I would have liked it better if it just said poo on his shoes, but damn anyway. It. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love it would say pa. <laughs> like his footwear, the truck was covered in stiletto heels, both inside and out. Wow. Which made getting into the cab painful and tire maintenance sort of problematic in general. That's good. Like his footwear, the truck was made of rugged brown leather, which looked cool but made it completely unusable as a vehicle. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think brown leather car wouldn't be able to run? Well, I was sort of imagining like the whole chassis was made of <laughs> leather. What? I no can't one say uses chassis. That word the interior I is mean, what you're trying to say, yeah? No, no, the chassis is like the metal part. Oh. Okay. Uh, look, I'm yeah, way yeah. into cars. Look, yeah, okay? right. Chassis. Okay. <laughs> like Eisenhower. I want something with a leather chassis, <laughs> dual overhead cams, uh, catalytic converter. Okay, you're just coming with every. I'm, it's like that's it. I'm out of car. Car, like car a, salad uh-huh, over there. Like uh, Mackenzie Struts. <laughs> What's that? It it's sounds a, like a band. It's a band that lives in your. They, you can get it with in your car McKenzie as an option. Struts? I've listened to a lot of car talk and I've never heard that. I think it's a kind of shock absorbers. Are you just making shit up? No, all of these things are real car things, except for a chassis made of leather. <laughs> a Surrey with a fringe on top. I definitely want that. Chassis made of leather sounds like something you'd get at the cuff. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. <laughs> I have one more. Oh. 
extra credit. Like his footwear, the truck smelled like a city dump in August on the inside, and no amount of air freshener was going to cover it up. That's not even a joke. It's just it's true. It's <laughs> just sad. Uh, okay, back to the book. Beyond a fence topped with electric wire, an elephant pulled branches from a tree. Wait, it, what? There's no, there's wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but you put an elephant in your in your joke, and now there's an elephant in the play. Look at that. Look at that foreplay. That's what that's called. I actually did see the word <laughs> elephant, and that's where I got the idea because that's Occam's razor. <laughs> Not that this was a huge. You shaved an elephant. <laughs> oh my God. Beyond a fence topped with electric wire, an elephant pulled branches from a tree that had toppled earlier that morning. True paid it no attention. It was part of the landscape of his birth and a lot of placenta, too. Wow. His ancestors yeah. had emigrated from England more than a century earlier, famous for elephants. Oh, is this in no. Africa? Yes. Okay. And he was no more startled, I'm assuming, and he was, or in, uh, India, and he was no oh, more sure, startled sure, sure. than a fisherman spotting a shark as the daily catch was pulled in now uh, i take yeah i mean you go fishing with that how I often know, do you spot a shark not that often have you ever spotted a shark i have like a like a no big shark no small like shark a dogfish yes it came up in my net wow and it did okay. sh- rather shock me okay that yeah i would be but, scared i mean i'm not a professional fisherman but still but you are a professional elephant hunter totally mm-hmm What's the what's the biggest game you you say you you'd say you've bagged <laughs> or double bagged? It was one of Izzy's poops. It was huge. Yeah, yeah. double bag that action. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest game I've ever seen bagged. You have to have bagged it. This is not a serious question at all. Well, I, d- I didn't think we were going to get this far with this joke premise. I would say a quarter cow. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yep. Like you put it in your freezer? I literally put it in a bag and put it in my freezer. Yeah, the whole the whole quarter, quarter cow in pieces. Okay. Yeah. And that guy I used to date? Yeah. You bag- bagged him. Bagged him, put him in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We've been we've been wondering about where that guy went <laughs> down down at the station. You're gonna have to come with me. <laughs> All right. Fisherman spotting a shark, blah, blah, blah. He was lean. Is this the ill elephant? Oh, no, oh, no, I think we're talking about the guy. Oh, okay. He was lean with dark... I like, yeah, no, I like a lean cut of elephant. <laughs> he was lean with dark hair and squint lines. Like the ear. I like it with cinnamon sugar fried. Stop it. He was lean with dark hair and squint lines at the corners of his eyes, earned by a life spent in the sun. At 42, he sometimes wondered whether he'd chosen to live in the bush or the bush had chosen him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matthew I just, just regressed his six-year-old boy. Yeah, I just pulled the, the cord right out of my headphones. <laughs> hey, Matthew, did the bush choose you or did you choose the bush? Oh, it's so hard to tell anymore. <laughs> uh, the camp was quiet. The other guides, including Romy, his best friend, who he his, called Peeny, yeah. had left earlier that morning for the main lodge where they would ferry guests from around Peeny, the world main lodge. into the bush. Oh, they ferry guests into the bush. <laughs> Wow, how much wonder how much that costs. Do you need a bush fairy in your life? Have you ever needed a bush fairy? Is is that like someone like like F-A- Who holds your hand yeah, through yeah. the bush? Um oh I was thinking like Tinkerbell. Well, you know, you can call your bush fairy whatever you want okay. to call your bush fairy. I don't want to judge. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand the question, but yes. True had worked at the lodge in Hwange National Park. Is that an actual thing? Should um, I worry that I, my pronunciation is terrible? I don't know, terrible? but I'm going to say now it's, we're in Africa. 
No, no, you're right. But H W A N G E Huangge. I'm, I'm gonna say Nicholas Sparks or someone on his staff Wikipedia did okay. like list of national parks in Africa. Okay. Huangge National Park for the past ten years. Prior to that, his existence had been more nomadic, with changes in lodges every couple of years as he gained more changes experience. Changes in lodges. Changes in lodges. It sounds like what's that song? Um, what was the thing? Is <laughs> uh, that really bad island song? Uh, from the the millionaire, come on! People are screaming into the phone right I now. I don't know. Yes, the millionaire uh, gives away a lot of his money. The millionaire musician, ex musician, the ex music Bob Geldof. No. Um. Okay. Changes and changes in her. Oh oh oh! Uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yes. Yes. Not an ex musician. Still what? a musician. Really? Yeah. Is he? Mm-hmm. Changes in latitudes, yes. changes in attitudes. Yes, we that got was there. way too much work for that joke. Changes in lodges. Where were we? Changes. I don't know. Okay, with changes in I lodges. I think the bush was finding us. <laughs> changes in lodges every couple of years as he'd gained more experience. As a rule, he'd avoided. Uh, as a rule, he'd avoided only those lodges that allowed hunting. Something oh. his grandfather wouldn't understand. His grandfather, who was referred to by everyone as the co- the colonel. So he had never served in the military, claimed to have killed more than 300 lions and cheetahs in his lifetime while protecting livestock on the massive family farm near Harare, where True had been raised. This is still a sentence. Don't interrupt. His stepfather (laughs) and half-brothers were steadily making progress toward that same number. (gasps) Okay. So so this is, he's a gentle uh, bush person. Um, (laughs) Aww. And he, I I don't mean. Some people like it hard. (laughs) Never mind. Everything about that was wrong. Um, so, so he's not into hunting because he's a gentle person. Um, so he looks for non-hunting. What's a non-hunting lodge? Like a ski lodge? What What are these lodges? Like a non-hunting lodge would be like a safari. You can go on safari. Okay. You just don't. But you can't bring. Them. You can't bring your peace. Right. You can't. You can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In addition to cattle, True's family cultivated various crops, harvesting more tobacco and tomatoes than any other farm in the country. I love tobacco and tomato soup. <laughs> to, um, wasn't, this was a thing on The Simpsons. Tobacco and tomato soup? Yeah, no, where, where uh, Homer invented like a hybrid of tobacco and tomatoes called tomacco, I no, think. No, really? <laughs> I think this was a thing on, on The Simpsons. <laughs> I think that's where we're going with this book. I think Nicholas Sparks was watching The Simpsons and was like, yeah, I could probably get people to buy a book based on that. Mm, bruschetta with nicotine. Yeah, like exactly. It. Coffee, too. His great-grandfather had worked with the legendary Cecil Rhodes mining magnate, politician, and emblem of British imperialism, accumulating land, money, and power in the late 19th century. LMP. Before True's grandfather took over. His grandfather, the colonel, inherited a thriving enterprise from his father. But the after colonel? Wait, was it Colonel Sanders? Yes. But after World War II, the business expanded exponentially, making the Walls family one of the wealthiest in the country. This is... Okay, this is what I hate about Nicholas Sparks. This is so boring. Mm-hmm. Why this book probably sold? Well, like, there's a, probably everyone owns this book. I probably bought this book without even realizing it. It's probably a, the 1, law. One thousand two hundred and twenty-five five and a half star reviews. This is so boring. Star. Yeah. Oh my god, you're getting so upset. <laughs> well, it's a podcast. The colonel had never understood True's desire to escape what was that by then a bona fide business empire and life of considerable luxury. Before he died, True had been 26 at the time. He'd once visited a reserve where True had been working. 
Though he had slept at the main lodge rather than the guide camp, seeing True's living quarters had been a shock to the old man. Oh. He'd surveyed a dwelling, surveyed a dwelling that he probably regarded as little better than a shack without insulation or telephones. A kerosene, it sounds like a shack. A kerosene lantern <laughs> provided lighting, lighting and a small communal generator powered a miniature refrigerator. It was a far cry from the home where True had been raised, but the austere surroundings were all True needed because True is True. Mm-hmm. I mean, but doesn't he want someone to share it all with? No, he's got the elephant. Never mind. <laughs> Especially as evening descended and an ocean of stars appeared overhead. Oh, he's a romantic. Mm-hmm. In fact, they were a step up from a few of the previous camps where he'd worked. In two of those, he'd slept in a tent. Here, at least, there was running water and a shower, which considered something of a luxury, even if they were in a communal bathroom. Let's get a full rundown on every <laughs> single lodge or camp that he stayed at, what the facilities were like, uh, who were his coworkers, how did he get along? I want his resume. Okay. I want, like, and I don't mean like a one-pager. I want to go deep. I'm Nicholas Sparks. Okay. You want to go deep with True. On this morning, True carried his guitar in its battered case, a lunchbox and a thermos. A handful of drawings he'd made for his son, Andrew. A knapsack containing a... Da- I still, feel wait, like wait, we're playing nope, D&D we're still going. and you are like... Nope. The wizard. Dungeon mastering. I'm going to roll a die, a <laughs> ten-sided die. Okay. And here's some more of the shit that he's uh, naming. Cool. A knapsack containing a few this days' worth of... This book is called The Naming of Shit. <laughs> this is like anti-Marie Kanto. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. This guy's fucking... He, he I goes, don't think all this stuff brings him joy. No, no. It, it's, he, he's, he wanders from camp to camp, lodge to lodge, and he still has all this crap. Actually, I do think this stuff is bringing him joy, because it's not very much stuff oh, if fine. it's all this stuff in his life. A knapsack containing a few days' worth of clothing, toiletries, drawing pads, colored and charcoal pencils. Oh, my God. The charcoal pencils totally get rid of those. Yeah. And yeah. His Doesn't passport. he know, like, things stop being black and white, like, oh, in the 40s? It. Though he'd be gone for about a week, he figured it was all he would need. His truck was parked beneath a baobab tree. Is mm-hmm. that how you say it? Baobab? I know I know how to baobab? spell it, but I don't know how to say it. Baobab? Baobab. A few of his fellow guides were fond of the dry, pulpy fruit. Mm-hmm. They'd mix it into their porridge in the morning. I think the word porridge is so sad. Uh, I think it's kind of evocative. I think I think like gruel is yeah. sad, but porridge, like, you know, it doesn't evocative, fine, a fine bowl of pottage. But doesn't evocative mean it just communicates a feeling? And yeah. my feeling is one of sadness. Okay. So, yeah. yes, I agree with you. It's evocative. <laughs> Um, you're evocative. You're evocative. But True had never developed a taste for it. Yeah, because it's porridge. Oh, oh no, the baobab fruit. Mm-hmm. Tossing his knapsack onto the you front seat. You say it was seat. dry and pulpy? Dry, the dry, pulpy fruit. I know, that makes it, that's, that's a very evocative way of describing <laughs> Shut up. Tossing his knapsack onto the front seat, he tossed his <laughs> yeah. baobab lunch onto the front seat. He checked, checked the bed of the truck, making sure there was nothing in the back that could be stolen. Though he'd leave the truck at the family farm where there were more than 300 field workers there, all of whom made very little money. Good tools mm. were prone to vanishing into the ether, even after under the watchful eyes of his family. Okay, so that, he, I don't like that at all. <laughs> he slid behind the wheel and slipped on, the sun, on his sunglasses. What? <laughs> like a banana peel? What? <laughs> he slid behind the wheel and slipped on his sunglasses? Yeah, that's what we call... I mean, I understand what he oh, means. He sli- oh, right, now I understand. But, I actually literally didn't even think of it till this that well, second. Well, it was a bad way to say it. I was like, was it? Were they on his seat, and he just slipped off the seat because he was? <laughs> he fell out of his truck junk. and was eaten by a lion. And he slipped on his sunglasses, That's which hilarious. he refused to shoot. I don't think you say "slipped on your sunglasses," do you? 
I, I think it's fine. I think you put them on. Yeah. I think you slid them on. Slid on his yes. son? I think that's... Slipped on? I, I think it's uh, slicked on. You slip on your underwear. You slip on your socks. You, you slip, slip on, on your, your loafers. pantyhose and your loafers. You don't slip on your sunglasses. Yeah, It sounds I guess weird. So. And obviously I read it wrong. Before turning the key, he made sure he hadn't forgotten anything. Well, he forgot to not slip on his sunglasses. <laughs> there wasn't much. In addition to the knapsack and guitar, which we've already fucking talked about. No, let's go through about. the whole list again. He's got no, his knapsack, no, no, his guitar, new, his colored his, pencils, his charcoal, his sketch pad, his iPod. Very little money and his fear of his 300 workers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And his stereotypes. He's got his knapsack full of stereotypes. I don't think his stereotypes. I think he actually had stuff go missing. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It might have been his experience. Yes, the fictional character. It yeah. might have been that yeah. fictional character's experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, he carried with him the letter and photograph, photograph he'd received he from carried a America, along with his plane tickets and his wallet. This is so boring. Wait. In the rack. What is in the wallet? In the rack behind him. Diners Club. Please say it's Diners Club. Loaded rifle in case his truck broke down and he found himself wandering in the bush. You know what? Always shoot your way out the bush. That's what I've always said. Which remained one of the most dangerous places in the world. Am I right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Am I right? Um, it's my Vietnam. <laughs> God. <laughs> my friend never came home from the bush. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. In the glove compartment. Oh, God! <laughs> this is everything I expect from Nicholas Sparks. Who reads this shit and loves it? Okay, in, in the, the glove, glove compartment. Card, okay, license. No, the license is in his wallet. The, regi- the registration and the insurance information is in the glove compartment, mm, not, along with no, no, some cassettes. Compass and flashlight. Mm-hmm. He made sure his tent was beneath the seat. Mario Speedwagon 8-track. Again, in case of emergency. It was compact enough to fit in the bed of his truck, and though it wouldn't do much to keep predators at bay, it was better than sleeping on the ground. All right, then, he thought he was as ready as he'd ever be. Yeah, it took... How many pages did it take him to get ready? How you know what? Time no, do we hang have? on a second. I think he should really, like, check over all his stuff again before he oh. hits the road, just in case. I mean, just to be safe. You know, I'm getting ready to do a, a long walk in yeah, Scotland. I've got, like, eight more minutes. I'm getting ready it, to do it. But a- it's going to feel like... Yes, you're going on a long walk in Scotland. And I have a list of things that I need to bring. And I decided I'm going to throw that list away and I'm just going to bring this list and then I'll be prepared for a week in the bush. Yeah, definitely bring a rifle to Scotland. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, you know, a week in the bush is worth 10 in the ass. That's what I always say. That's what I've always said, too. I I thought it was just my family. (laughs) All right, let's get another paragraph in. The day was already growing warm and the interior of the truck was even hotter. (laughs) You know, like we need the weather the report is hot, in the truck. truck is hotter. We know what's in the truck. We know what the truck looks like. We mm-hmm. know that the truck is dusty. And now we know that it's even it's hot in the interior of the truck. And we know his, his boots are dusty. He'd avail himself of the 220 air conditioning, two windows down at a speed of 20 miles an hour. That sounds terrible. It wouldn't help much, but he'd long since grown used to the heat. He rolled up the sleeves of his tan button-up shirt. He wore his usual trekking pants, which had grown soft and comfortable over the years. Mm -hmm. The guests hanging around the swimming pool back at the main lodge would likely be in bathing suits and flip-flops, but he'd never been more comfortable in that attire. The boots and canvas pants (laughs) had once saved his life when he'd crossed paths with an angry black mamba. Okay, wait. So, Becky, seriously, one, like, 30 seconds ago, I was about to stop you and say, can we hear more about these pants? But I'm like, no, I've, like, I've drilled that joke too hard. (laughs) 
hard already. Like, I need to, like, you know, give it a rest. And then you started telling me more about the pants. Here we go. If he hadn't had the proper clothing like these pants, the venom would have killed him in less than 30 minutes. Oh, my God. He's wearing snake pants. He glanced. That's what, that's what I call my pants. He glanced at his watch. It was a little after seven. And he had a couple, long couple of days ahead. Oh, Let's hear more about the truck. Cranking the engine, he backed out before heading toward the gate. He hopped out, pulled the gate open, rolled the truck through, and then he guessed what he did then. He closed closed the gate. Don't don't spoon feed me answers. I'm sorry. I was going to get there I was holding your hand into the bush because I'm your bud. Bush buds. He hopped out, pulled the gate open, rolled the truck through, closed the gate. The last thing the other guys needed was to return to camp and find that a pride of lions had settled in. So annoying. That is annoying. It had happened before, not at this particular camp, but at another one. Well, let's hear all about that. Uh-huh. It was in the southeastern well, part of the country. It I had mean, been to a be chaotic fair, day. That would be an exciting story, people getting eaten by lions. True. Why can't we have that story instead, instead of the, this the one where... snake protective pants? Right. But yes. The, or the story of the time he got attacked by a snake. Or any of these things that are interesting <laughs> when a thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> that had been a chaotic day. No one, he, we're going to hear about it. Okay. No one had been quite sure what to do other than bide their time until the lions figured out how long they intended to stay. Wow. Fortunately, the lions had vacated the camp to go on the hunt later in the afternoon. But ever since that, so that's the story. This, Nothing happened. They waited. I, I've never been more angry. <laughs> Fortunately, the lions had vacated the camp to go on the hunt later in the afternoon. But ever since then, True made a point to check the gates, okay. even when he so, wasn't driving. All right, let me let's recap for a minute. We've spent like the last thirty oh, minutes. No, wait, just oh. inventorying a guy's satchel and talking about like his truck, the his truck, truck interior, and his shoes and his pants. Yeah, and then we're like, oh, by the way, let's pause to hear the story of uh, the time that a pride of lions came into the camp. And I'm like, okay, now we're getting yep. somewhere. They came in, they looked around, and then they left. Yep, and and when a, he almost was hurt by a black mamba, but his pants protected him, so nothing bad happened. Right. Okay. Okay. So you know what? You know what time it is? Time to get back in the truck. Oh, good, shifting good, good, the good, truck good. into gear. Oh, which set, gear? It uh, doesn't first, first, say, prob- it's but probably be first. first. He settled in. You'll let me know when we get to second gear, though, I will. right? This yeah. book is never going to get into I, second gear. I always do. I always ask first. <laughs> <laughs> no, Becky, that's, uh, I think that's something else. Is it okay? I'm going to touch you in the second gear. <laughs> he settled okay, in. But be, be sure and push the little button on the side of the shifter down. There's no button. Before. That is an illusion that men tell each other. <laughs> It's a way bigger organism. It's not just a little button. It's an organism? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Organ. He settled in trying to make the ride as smooth as possible. The first hundred miles were on... Dirt. Rutted gravel roads, pocked with potholes. First, Now we're going to hear all about the roads. First mm-hmm. on the reserve, then winding past a number of small villages. That part would take until early afternoon, just like this part of the book, which will take you till early afternoon to get through. But he was used to the drive. Uh-huh. And he allowed his mind to wander as you are allowing your mind to wander as you read my shitty words. Uh-huh. I, I would rather think about anything else. What's, what's a good time to read about right now? Maybe the weather. The sun glinted through wispy clouds that trailed over the tree line, illuminating a lilac. Wait, I thought it was night. Illuminating a lilac-breasted roller. It's, it's a fucking bird that, that... Is that a real bird? 
You've heard I, it of it? Is, it is a real bird, not because I've heard of it, because, but because I know Nicholas Sparks said to one of his underlings, go onto Wikipedia mm-hmm. and get me a bird with a funny name that lives in Africa. I want to put it in my book. And they're like, right away, sir. Illuminating a lilac-breasted roller as it broke How free from the- How about lilac-breasted roller? Sounds good. What, from the got tree any other branches ideas? on his left. Two warthogs crossed the road ahead of him, trotting past a family of baboons. Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He'd seen those animals... Do wart, our warthogs and baboons friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> He'd seen those animals thousands of times, but he still marveled at how they could survive when surrounded by so many predators. Nature had its own insurance policy, he knew. That is so... What does that mean? <laughs> animals, <laughs> animals that were low on the food chain had more young... Female zebras, for instance, were pregnant for all but nine or ten years a day. Oh, God, that's terrible. Did you say nine or ten years a day? We're pregnant for all but nine or ten days a year. Got it. Did I say it wrong? Yes. <laughs> it was estimated that female lions, on the other hand, had to mate more than a thousand times for every cub that reached its birth- first birthday. Okay, number one, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, number two... This is now, like humans, don't you think? Yes. Now now he's just fucking copying and pasting things off of Wikipedia. Like, ooh, here's an interesting fact I learned about lions. They fuck all the time. Let's put that in the fuck. It was evolutionary balance at its finest. And though he witnessed it daily, it often struck him as extraordinary. Evolutionary balance at its finest would be if Nicholas Sparks got struck by lightning. <laughs> Did you know that for every thousand books, somebody <laughs> writes something negative about a Nicholas Sparks book? Uh-huh. Do you know for every thousand dollars Nicholas Sparks make, we make one cent? I think that's an exaggeration of how much we make. How much time's left? None. Okay, good. Thank fucking God. This one sucked balls. Every time we've picked a Nicholas Sparks, I'm like, oh, this can't, it's it's not going to be as bad as the last time. Like, I, I've been, like, hyping up in my own mind how bad Nicholas Sparks oh, is. Like, you know, he's a best-selling author. There must be something good okay. in these books. Wait, no. I found something good. Okay. Just the last paragraph. Because often guests would ask him about the most exciting things he'd seen while guiding. Yep. So we're going to get something exciting. He'd recount what it was like to be charged by a black rhino. Racist. (laughs) Racist. Or how he'd once witnessed a giraffe bucking wildly until finally giving birth in an explosive discharge that had surprised him in its violence. Okay. That was a good line. That's pretty cool. An explosive discharge is something you never, ever, ever want to witness. No, definitely not. He'd seen a jaguar cub. I don't know. (laughs) He'd seen a jaguar cub dragging a warthog nearly twice its size high into a tree, only (gasps) inches ahead of a pack of... And then dropping it on someone. Only inches ahead of a pack of snarling hyenas who'd caught the scent of the kill. This now sounds like a Disney movie. (laughs) One time, he'd followed a wild dog that, abandoned by its own kind, had bonded with a pack of jackals. The same pack it used... A jackal pack. This one. Come on, listen to this. Okay. He'd followed a wild dog that, abandoned by its own kind, had bonded with a pack of jackals, the same pack it used to hunt. I don't know what How you just said. How would you know? <laughs> How would you know it was the same pack it used to hunt? No, I. Well, he's been following them for a long time. 
here's what's going on pack here. Pack of jackals? Nichol- I want to keep saying that over say, and over again. Please keep saying jack- pack, of jack- pack of jackals. Nicholas Sparks, he smoked some weed and turned on like the nature yeah. channel. And it was like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to put yeah. all of this shit, like, you know, a uh, warthog in a tree. That's going in the book. And like a jackal pack. He's like, right. Jack of packles. Right. Pack, pack of jackals. That sounds funny. Jack of packles. <laughs> is, it, is it pack of jackals or jack, jack of packles? Jack of packles. I don't know. The it editor the will bomb. figure that out. Pass the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the worst books we've ever read. <laughs> Great work. Um, so next week's book, not by Nicholas Sparks. Jack of Packles. Um, this one I chose, even though you're, as you as you'll see, like the title isn't much, but I I feel like maybe there'll be some exciting things in the book. Uh, the book is by Jamie Knight, and it's called <laughs> My Father's Best Friend's Secret Baby. No. Come on. <laughs> My Father's Best Friend's Secret Baby by Jamie Knight. As of, as of right now. I chart for the title. It's a few. Uh, My it's, Father's Best Friend's Secret, secret baby. baby. So it's like no, there's no relationship between the protagonist and the secret baby. Uh, oh, the protagonist could be the the carrier of the secret baby. My father's best friend's secret baby. Yeah. Like, oh, you're right. Like, I, you know, I fucked my father's best friend. Now there's a secret baby. Oh. That's my guess. Haven't read the book okay. at all. All right. It would anyway. be a little bit quicker just to say my secret baby. Mm, there's probably <laughs> 1,700 other books with that title already. Okay. My <laughs> father's best friend's Fancy. neighbor's mailman's dog secret baby. Oh, secret puppy. <laughs> we got to get up on that secret puppy romance. Uh, you can find us at, online at lookinsidethisbookclub.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc, which this week stands for Look Inside This Baobab uh, Cocktail. Um <laughs> What, what did they do with the baobab fruit? This baboon. Oh, this baboon's cloister. <laughs> this baboon cloister. Great. See you next time. Every breath she takes.